Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Kate Faulkner. Hello, hope you're okay. Thank you for downloading today's podcast on Wednesday, October 11th. Our top story today, a Kent MP has criticised protesters who voiced support for Palestinians following an attack by the militant group Hamas in Israel. Tunbridge and Morling rep Tom Tugendhat, who's also the UK's security minister, spoke at a prayer service last night. I will never be able to understand how any decent human being can celebrate the abhorrent scenes that we've witnessed over the last few days. The murder of children, the abduction of young people and the targeting of the elderly. The behaviour of these protesters is utterly reprehensible. The glorification of violence is never acceptable in this country and anyone, anyone expressing solidarity for those responsible for acts of terror or who celebrates their barbaric behaviour is using the blessing of freedom for evil and bringing shame on our country. Now, I know that these scenes will have prompted anxiety in your families as they have in mine. And that's why yesterday I spent the morning in Golders Green. While I was there, I spoke to business owners and students and many others from across the community. And they shared their concerns with me not only about the events unfolding overseas, but what we're seeing in our own towns and cities. I heard their fears, I heard their concerns, and I share them. Every time Israel is attacked, there are those who seek to use events in the Middle East as an excuse to stir up the oldest hatred. That is unacceptable. That is why we're working so closely with the Community Security Trust to protect communities, synagogues and schools. Israel are continuing to carry out airstrikes on Gaza in retaliation. In total, more than 2,000 people have died in the fighting. Also making news today, a mum from Romney Marsh says she feared she'd die in front of her children after being stabbed five times in a residential street. Michaela O'Brien suffered injuries to her abdomen, chest and arm and was flown to a London hospital after the attack on Marsh Crescent at the weekend. The 41-year-old is now focused on her recovery but says she's relying on friends and family to help her and her children through the trauma. A 38-year-old has been arrested over the assault but has been released on bail while investigations continue. Kent Online News. Four men have gone on trial accused of murdering a homeless man in Canterbury. 51-year-old Guy Malbeck was found dead with multiple injuries in the Castle Street car park on Easter Monday back in April. He was a qualified barrister before ending up on the streets and a court's heard he was attacked with a wooden gavel and a laptop. The suspects deny murder the trial continues. Four fire engines have been called to Chatham after a garage caught alight. Police and paramedics are also at the scene on Short Street near Luton Arches. The road's closed and people in the area are being told to keep doors and windows shut because of the smoke. A lorry driver has been charged with people smuggling after being arrested at the port of Dover. The 48-year-old from Poland was detained after arriving yesterday and is due in court later. He's accused of being involved in an attempt to bring migrants to the UK in a truck in November last year. Two parents in Dover are 
facing prison after their six-month-old daughter was left with multiple bone fractures. The baby girl is said to have suffered at least six episodes of violence while in the care of her mother and father. The pair were yesterday convicted of deliberately carrying out the attacks and are expected to be sentenced later this year. A recycling company has been fined £40,000 following the death of a bin worker from Dartford. Henry Chambers was unloading glass bottles when he got trapped by the lorry in South East London in 2019. An investigation found faults with the vehicle. Bin Busy pleaded guilty to breaching regulations. They'll also have to pay more than £22,000 in court costs. Kent Online News. A Dover man who threatened to kill his ex-girlfriend with an axe has been ordered to take part in rehab sessions. The victim was just 17 when she broke up with Jaden Pruce, who continued to send her abusive messages and assaulted her. The 24-year-old from Prospect Place was arrested following a rooftop standoff with police in June and has spent four months in prison on remand. A strewed woman has admitted to keying her ex-partner's van after he didn't answer the door when she needed to use his toilet. Natalie Morgan was walking past her former boyfriend's home in Gravesend, but became angry when there was no answer at his door. The 41-year-old who lives in Bly Way has been ordered to pay nearly £3,000 in compensation. A Kent man who's still shielding from COVID says he's desperate to protect his family from the potentially deadly virus. Rob Boxall used to be a care worker but now has to stay at home as his wife has blood cancer which has left her with no immune system. His daughter is also vulnerable as she has cerebral palsy. Kent Online News. The East Kent Hospital Trust is set to hold a crunch meeting over its finances as deficit grows to more than £50 million. The trust runs hospitals in Canterbury, Dover, Ashford, Margate and Folkestone. Hospital bosses have previously stressed that these financial problems don't impact their ability to provide services or pay staff. We've got more reaction to news that there won't be any Christmas lights in Medway this year. The council say it'll save them £75,000 as they try to tackle a budget overspend of £17 million. A poll on Canterbury online revealed 55% of voters were in favour but not all shoppers in Gillingham agree. I think it's just going to be a gloomy Christmas without the lights and I think it's gloomy already with the way the financial stress is going in Medway. Uh, People look forward to Christmas and it actually gives them something to look forward to. So now telling us that there's not going to be lights, it's just going to dampen people's spirits. And honestly, the the rate of depression is getting higher by the day and every little helps, just like they know. So the sun is going to go down soon. We're going to have the dark night and and then what? A bit sad for obviously people with children and all the local kids. It's obviously a tradition in a lot of places to go and watch the lights being turned on. Um, I think last year they did something with like, um, they had like characters dressed up and things for the children so it's quite an event but there's always ways that they can try and cut money maybe they could have scaled back rather than just cutting it completely um obviously when people are struggling like things like going out and watching the christmas lights being turned on just cheers people up they should have christmas lights pretty much every single town has it it's part of like tradition at christmas you come out and you see lights it's just part of the culture to be honest and just cutting something like Christmas lights it's just it kind of just tells you what Medway like does and it just they don't really like do much and they don't want to spend much money on things that are like le- leisurely and then when they do have money they don't put it into it. everything like beneficial like the buses or transport. Tim Bill is from Christmas time on the Medway City Estate. There's a lot of labour costs that come with these so they already have the lights but it will be the labour costs that it will be for somebody to put them up as well as take them down. And you used to fix Medway Council's lights, didn't you? So tell me a bit more about that. 
Yeah, so, uh, you know, they've got a big inventory of lights that, you know, are, are dated and things and they need to be brought up to standard. There's a lot of involvement of them changing them to LEDs to bring them in to reduce costs from the energy performance wise. Um, we've done quite a lot, like I say, um, we haven't done anything this year for them, again, because we're probably saving the costs. And um, is there a way of running lights sustainably in a way that's a bit more cost effective that they perhaps could have done? They could have introduced timers and things like that, maybe reduced the time that they're actually on and things. Um, I know that the upgrade programme that we did with them was to change things to LED where applicable to bring them to standard. It's not a great deal, but they could have reduced the amount of lights that they put up, so maybe not putting all of them up, so just key areas of the town and do that. The boss of one of Kent's most popular tourist attractions says nearby roadworks have detrimentally affected business. New water pipes have been installed on Upper Street in Leeds, closing a main route to the nearby castle. Chief Exec Helen Bosner-Wiltons confirmed it led to a drop in visitor numbers. The road's due to open next week ahead of schedule. A family-run coffee shop in Tunbridge Wells is closing after 13 years. Manuel's Market and Bakery served fresh bread, homemade cake and sandwiches. The sisters who own it have decided to venture into catering and focus on their main branch in Rustall High Street. The shop on St John's Road is being taken over by another cafe called Leaf and Bean. Kent Online News. As we mark Black History Month, a successful businesswoman from Ashford is highlighting the contribution black women can bring to the industry. Patience Ogunbano described herself as a black female introvert and has had to work hard to set up her career as an accredited business and leadership coach. As a black woman, recognise that there will be bias. We all have bias, whether we're black, whether we're white, whether we're, we all have a bias. So recognizing that there will be bias, that's important to recognize. Recognize your own bias. Well, first and foremost, if you don't love yourself, how can others love you? Because you will not bring out the best parts of yourself. But once you love and you accept your own self, you'll be able to develop your strengths and showcase yourself, showcase who you are. Uh, get out there and try try your best because this thing is for introverts it's tough it can be tough or try your best to get out there the more you stretch your the parts of you that are uncomfortable the bigger you make your comfort zone to be able to exist within it or to grow within it (laughs) and the more you grow the stronger you get the more agility you build to deal with situations that are uncomfortable but you address them properly and then you come, you withdraw and you take a break and you you re-energize and you start again. Uh, a lot of things are being highlighted about black people. Just it's important that just people educate themselves and understand. For example, I now understand that I wasn't born in the UK uh, and I came into the UK. My children were born in the UK. My blackness and theirs feels different <laughs> because they they are hundred percent British. They they know no other way to be. But I am part African. I came in my twenties, so in terms of even the huddles I have to overcome from a culture way, I have to absorb that. So I would encourage people to uh, the the words of Steve Covey. He says, "Seek to understand rather than be understood." So when you seek more understanding, you gain the perspective of another person. So this is a period in October where people get to learn about 
somebody else's culture? What makes them tick? Because underneath it all is just the parcel. We are all the same inside the parcel, but the outside parcel has different coverings, has different experiences. Patience now works with other women to help them overcome the challenges they're facing. Now, Kent Online's been told how specialist bereavement training given to midwives in Kent has improved how parents who've suffered a loss are looked after. Focus has been put on the sort of language used and making sure mums and dads have space away from maternity units to spend time with their baby. A dedicated bereavement suite was opened at Medway Maritime Hospital in 2016. Kate Harris is head of midwifery there. We know from parents that we haven't and um, sadly we don't always continue to get it right and parents especially when they've suffered a loss everything that we say to them everything we do the language we use the way we communicate is is remembered by them those few hours days that they have with their baby are so important and and we have to to get it right during that short period of time and the training's been significantly beneficial in addressing gaps that that were there previously, which now hopefully we have made a huge difference in. At Medway Maritime, as you described, you do have some really fantastic facilities, thanks to Abigail's footsteps. Obviously, the the cold cots that they help fund are, are being sent to other hospitals across the country. But I'm sure you would like to see that sort of Abigail's Place facility in every hospital, wouldn't you, across the whole of the UK? Yes, and and the national um, recommendation for bereavement care when when parents have suffered loss is that there's a dedicated bespoke area away from the main delivery suite for parents to spend time with their baby. We are extremely grateful for Abigail's footstep support and we have two of their Abbey cots within our organisation as do many organisations throughout the country and those cots are provided by generous donations from families who have experienced a loss but again help preserve and extend the time that parents can spend with their babies. Kate features in a new podcast series, Tackling Baby Loss. We've shared a link via our socials so you can listen in. Kent Online News. Local bosses are asking for our help in naming their new waste collection vehicles across Sheppey, Sittingbourne and Faversham. The new names of the 24 bin lorries and four street cleaning vehicles will be announced at the end of the month. We're being encouraged to get creative with our suggestions. And Smith's Toys have released a list of all the stuff your little one's likely to ask for for the Christmas this year. They reckon a Ninja Turtle pizza van will be the most popular gift for children. Barbie, Hot Wheels and Paw Patrol toys also feature in the top 15. Kent Online Sports. Football now and Gillingham have been beaten 5-1 by Portsmouth in the EFL Trophy. The game at Fratton Park was one all at halftime, but the home side scored four in the second half. Interim Jill's boss Keith Millen says it's a disappointing result. I said to the players up in the dressing room after, you, you can't ignore that we've conceded three goals from set pieces, which is massive in this game, not just at any level. For me, set pieces for and against is so important. So... Um, to concede three, even though we knew they were, they were powerful and strong from them. Um, so that's disappointing, the manner of the three goals. Um, so, yes, disappointed because we've conceded five and it sounds terrible scoreline and it hides a little bit um, the pleasing aspects of what we've done, certainly in the first half, um, where I thought we was excellent. Re- really, everything I asked them to do 
um, being brave on the ball, um, playing through the lines, end product. I thought you could see um, how good they can be, if you like, in possession. Um, so really pleasing in the first half. Second half, I felt the pace and power that they had probably was a difference a little bit. All of a sudden, when they were 1v1 in the first half, we looked like we was able to cope with it. Second half, they, they exposed us. Um, so it was, it was hard second half because I'm trying to manage the game with Saturday in mind. But I also wanted to continue the good work we'd done in the first half. So, yeah, second half was tough because I don't think we deserve to concede five. But when you do, you, you can't ignore them. You've given a few debuts tonight, which in the back of your mind, subconsciously, must be quite pleasing and, and proud as, as the interim head coach. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, no, the, uh, if you like, the B team players have been excellent in the games we've had and um, they deserve their chance tonight. It's just a shame the way the game faded out, really, and the scoreline, um, it was no reflection on them coming on. I think that shows you where Portsmouth are as a club and where we are, and, that, and that's no disrespect to us as, as a team. Um, we want to get to where they are. We're not there yet, but that's where we've got to try and get to. And I felt their athleticism sort of showed in the second half, and just we got a little bit tired. Um, make a lot of subs. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. You can also get the details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.